Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. 106 is the time here in the KSL newsroom. Uh, Can I just say again and again and again how great it feels to be back here with you? You and I haven't shot the breeze here this afternoon since, what, last Tuesday? Yeah, it feels good to be back. Later on, I want to hear about how your Christmas went. I had some experiences of my own. Uh, I'll share them with you. Uh, in fact, we're going to open the Bible for a moment. I'm going to share with you a lesson I learned over the Christmas holiday uh, that came from the Bible. Uh, it's a, it caught me off guard, if I'm honest, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you and hearing how your Christmas went. But right now, right now, the topic at hand is the $600. The $600 uh, bound for the bank accounts of each qualifying American plus uh, a little extra for their dependents. And the, the overriding question is one that we've you know been trying to figure out since the first round of stimulus payments of $1,200 earlier in the coronavirus pandemic. What do you do with that money? What is the wisest expenditure of that stimulus money uh, for you, your family, the American economy, for the global economy? And the truth is there is no right answer. The, the nature of how this money will be spread out leaves this decision entirely up to you, right? That's never been in question. And so you're left with what is the best decision for you. As you well know, Shane Stewart, certified financial planner with uh, DMBA, is a frequent guest on this program and all across these airwaves. Uh, I, I am hugely indebted to him for the wisdom that he brings and his willingness to deliver it uh, very quickly. Uh, he is a friend of this program, a friend of this station, and a friend of yours. Earlier this year, uh, when we, Shane and I, had a conversation about the first round of stimulus checks, we talked about there really being two and a half categories of people. The first category, those who are going to and need to, you know, for their own financial well-being, sock that money away or pay down some debt. Then there were those who received the money and found it to be more of disposable income. Those individuals encouraged to, you know, make payments to the small business that's struggling. You heard Governor Gary Herbert put out the challenge to eat out three times a week, plus more if you can. I say there were two and a half categories of people. There's one more category, and it is those who found themselves on the receiving end of the stimulus payment who really didn't need it. Those lucky individuals whose personal finances remained relatively unchanged, they maintained their employment, they maintained their income, some even found increase this past year, and yet they still qualify due to their 2019 taxes to receive the money. Here's what Shane Stewart said about those people. But in order to, if you if you have a real goal of stimulating the economy, you would spend it on goods and services. Or if you're really altruistic, and I love this idea that some have mentioned of actually going out and finding those who have lost their jobs, aren't going to make the rent this this uh, time, and maybe helping them as well find a way to help other people. And I'm joined now by 
Debbie Dejanovic, great friend of mine, and here this morning before each one of our respective radio programs, uh, it's always a treat for me to shoot the breeze with Debbie and kind of explore some ideas. And this is something that came up, this very, uh, this very topic and this very decision to be made by those in you know, the right circumstance to do so, those who have been blessed or who have been lucky throughout this, uh, and it is exercising a little bit of charity. Give it away. What do you think about this? You, you think it's something that folks ought to really take a step back, look at their own circumstances, and see if uh, instead of socking it away, instead of uh, you know patronizing the, the store down the street, maybe look to someone who is in genuine need? You know, your timing was impeccable on the stimulus check, Lee, <laughs> because I just happened to be reading a book I started last week uh, called The 21-Day Financial Fast, and I talked about it this morning on the David Janovic Show. I am taking a 21-day financial fast starting today, and it'll go through the end of January. That was a different discussion uh, other than this. So if you get the $600 check, and the, and the reason that, that this book came to mind is because I'm not kidding you when I say the author, Michelle Singletary, spends a significant portion at the beginning of the book talking about giving money away. And opening our homes maybe to relatives who are down and out and giving them a place to stay or buying them groceries uh, if they've lost their job. And what our personal and emotional feelings are about that. I'll be honest. I have a hard time giving my money away that I've earned to people who I feel maybe they haven't tried hard enough. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're not down on their luck. It's just that they aren't really doing all the things I think that they should do to, to you know, pick up the pieces and go find a better job or get themselves out of debt or not spend that money on the credit card to begin with. Should we give them money away? I'm struggling with that. Here's what I would do. I would give half of it away. Okay. I would give half of it away. How would I do that? I think that I would potentially, because I, I I like this idea when I see it, I would go to a grocery store, stand behind the line, not obvious. I don't want to stand at the end of the line and pretend sure. like I'm the bagging the groceries <laughs> and I'm going to surprise you with the $100 bill that I'm going to use to pay your grocery. No, stand behind the line and then give it away without um, people knowing that I'm genuinely giving away that money. I'm helping them and I want to make sure that I'm helping the right people, right? I you know, I, I see what you're some, saying. Do I have maybe I'm going to have to go somewhere and do some, it makes me feel like I'm at a profile people. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, but you can I mean think think about it this way. And we had a conversation with uh, some some folks here on the program last week and I asked them, I asked about the panhandlers. And the response almost immediately was, listen, I don't care about the sign, how hungry they claim to be. Uh, If you are handing money out to panhandlers, you are facilitating addiction. You are an enabler. Well, here's the thing. Those folks still do need to eat. And and so I give give them food. I give them food. I take it a step further. I take it a step further, and I had an experience like this in Cleveland years and years ago. There was this gentleman I encountered on the street, and he, you know, we got into a conversation, and he ended up asking for this or that. I said, "I'll tell you what. Come with me. I need some breakfast myself. Come eat breakfast with me." And I picked up the tab for breakfast, knowing and executing the transaction. I think can be, you know, a, a method like you're describing. You see what folks are approaching the register, wanting to buy. You, you, you facilitate the transaction 
that way. I think there's great wisdom in knowing what's being purchased. Well, what would I do with the other half? Well, if I'm a dad of a little girl named Piper, all right, I would uh, start a college fund for Piper if you ha- haven't already done that. Um, I think that there are, are ways that you can help down the road with your own family uh, without handing them a wad of cash. Um, and, and maybe it's not just Piper. Maybe it's one of Piper's cousins. Maybe it's, you know, I hate to say savings bonds because we all know that, I mean, do they even make the, I mean, I think we, we, we collected savings bonds for the kids for years and I think we made a total of like 50 bucks by the end, but maybe it's a, a, a little stock, Yeah, you know, that, that you invest in for them. But I would not, I don't think I'm ready to give all of it away. Yeah. But I think I feel as though I've been blessed enough to, um, I've always felt blessed to work for KSL. There's yeah. no question about that. And keep our jobs in this pandemic that, that, that I think charity is, is where it's at at this point. Yeah. Uh, listen, Debbie Janovic, thank you so much uh, for both your time here on the program with me today and for your friendship and the excellent broadcast you bring the folks of Utah here each morning, 9 to noon. Thanks, Lee. David Janovic. Looking right. forward to 2021 with you. That's the way. It's going to be a huge year. <laughs> I'm so hopeful huge for 2021. Year. Oh, my gosh. Right. Let's just turn this stinking page. I'm tired of this book. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. We're going to take a quick break. If you have any lingering thoughts on this about what you might do with your $600 stimulus check, you're going to keep it, you're going to spend it, you're going to give it away. Five. 7500 is the Utah Community Credit Union. Quick break. When we return, we're going to shift gears. We're going to look at something telegraphed by President-elect Joe Biden, and that is his decision to invoke the Defense Production Act. What is that? Where have we seen it used in the past? And what exactly are Joe Biden's plans? We'll dig into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.